0: Let's go, girl.
1: Just tell me that
0: I can't show you things that you couldn't be. Let's
1: go. It is WTF. Why are you already laughing at me? Women talking football. Not to be confused with WFT. We are the women of pair of producers for Dave Campbell's Texas football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. My name is Ashley Pickle. I'm the executive producer of those two entities sitting over there from the hostess's seat. <laughs> as she always says.
2: Um, but I'm not in the hostess's seat.
1: Ah, oh, darn. Sitting in the producer <laughs> seat over there is our associate producer, Miss Mallory Hartley. Hello.
2: You ask me why I'm already laughing, and it's because you. <laughs> <laughs> you constantly I'm make like me a laugh.
1: Train wreck. <laughs>
2: all the time. Just, <laughs> constantly. We collectively we are a train wreck.
1: I could not figure out why my screen was not showing the. Like, I expected to look down and see the broadcast going on, but it's because I still had it set to see this. So I was just staring at the thing. I was like, are we frozen? <laughs> Welcome like a, in, friends. A train wreck. Absolute train wreck. Uh, this is episode 53. The train wreck episode. Not that the other 52 of them have not <laughs> done. Um, but we are talking to Austin. We'll head down to the 512, the ATX, the capital city, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are heading down there. We'll talk to Austin. One of my favorite humans, just in general, yes. of all time, Corey Mose. He's a reporter mm-hmm. and anchor down there for View, um, one of my like home stations. Like yeah. It's just cool because I used to grow up watching View all the time. So I'm uh, very excited to talk to, to Corey about all of that. But before we get there, we are going to reveal our spotlight games for week eight of dave campbell's texas football tonight and i think every single week we always say you know it's some of the best games in the state no doubt about it i'm not joking this time the slate of spotlight games that we have on dave campbell's texas football tonight is incredible we'll get to that in just a second i Um, honestly
2: think that this might be the best slate of games that we have had Like by far, by far, like we had so great. We've
1: had really good ones. And I think that we've probably had one or two that could get somewhat close. But I mean, this is, this slate is incredible. Yeah. So I guess with that being said, let's get into it. Starting off with our two games that are happening tonight. We have games happening tonight on Dave Campbell's Texan live. You can watch these games on Texan live tonight. We start off with a Brian, and Pflugerville Weiss. Weiss. So, Weiss kind of snuck up on people this year. The 18th ranked team in 6A. This one, a District 12-6A matchup uh, down there at 7 o'clock from the Pflugerville Puffield. Um, do, they call, do
2: they call it the field? Yeah, but they have the it, pa- field. The pa- yes. I love that. Um, That's so cool.
1: Brian head coach, Ricky Toulos is. they're going to have the work cut out for him, um, you know, trying to take down the 18th ranked team in the state. Definitely the team that looks to be pulling away in that district. Um, Weiss, one of the very few number of 7-0 and teams, um, but... For Wise, Vernon Hughes has has their guys rolling. Quarterback Jax Brown has looked really good. Uh, the defense is led by Peyton Morgan. He has looked outstanding um, at free safety. Six interceptions already on the season. So that's going to be the big test. This is a, a Brian team that's going in there that I don't think will be able to pull out the win, but it would be a big shock if they could get this done. You can see how that shapes out. They're a, a really good team, though. Mm -hmm. A really good team that's going to go on the road knowing for a fact that they could shock the state if they do this. So very interested to see that one. EJ Sanchez will have that on the call. If you can't watch it tonight, you can go to Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight on tomorrow and catch the full recap version of that. Should have thought about this when we were naming the show. Anyway, moving on to the second game that's happening tonight. Let's talk. About the number one team in six A, the Duncanville Panthers taking on District foe the Mansfield. What are they? The Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, that makes sense. That it looks like a tiger. All the big cats. Really, one a fantastic logo matchup here. Oh um, yeah, yeah. We're we're live on air. Thank you. As our sales guy tries to peek into uh, what we're doing in the ah. studio, but. Uh, Duncanville has has separated themselves from the pack like yeah no doubt I think that win over Waxahachie was huge last week um they have obviously the big one coming up in week 10 against DeSoto that'll be likely to decide the district but this is a Mansfield team that only has a loss on the or two losses on the season they dropped an ugly one to Cedar Hill last week mm-hmm. I don't know what happened I don't know if there were injuries involved um but this Mansfield team is a complete team and so I'll be interested to see again it how much this gap is between Duncanville and the rest of the field.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a seems like it's a little bit too large, but it'll be a good test for him, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean it's week eight though. It's that's never a know. lot of play. Yeah. That's a lot of fatigue, injury prone, all of that. It's like, man, we'll and see. It's,
2: it's just a play. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on now to our Friday Spotlight Games, and this is where... More cats. Lots of cats. (laughs) Um, This is where the fireworks factory starts, and it's all on Friday. Starting off with a heated district rivalry down there out of District 15, 6A, as the Tomball Cougars take on their district rival, the Tomball Memorial Wildcats in Tomball, Texas, at Tomball ISD Stadium. (laughs) Sean Bajani is going to be joining us at halftime at this one. Kickoff is at 7. But this one is very important for C. We're at that point in the year where there are districts like this one that, like, the first four or first five or the first six are genuinely all going to be battling for a district championship, mm-hmm. seeding in the playoffs. There are s- others that it's like, okay, there's maybe one or two, dist- like, teams in the district that are going back and forth, but this one is Absolute chaos down there in 1568 between Klein Collins, Tomball, Klein Kane, and Memorial. Tomball still has all three of those to go as well. You want to talk about a backloaded schedule. This is the start of Murderer's Row there for the Cougars, but Tomball Memorial is gonna have to stop Tomball's rushing attack. Kobe Fisher has looked outstanding. Memorial, very well balanced on offense. Um, their junior quarterback, Aiden Martin. We've heard a lot about him mm-hmm. and we've talked a lot about him on Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight. I think he's starting to put Harris County on the map a little bit down there. He looks like he's developing into a really special talent.
2: Tomball Memorial too, coming off of a kind of a strange loss last week too to Klein Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of Tepper's spotlight games that he picked for the picks video, and he outright picked Tomball Memorial to win that game. So maybe a little bit shaken up there. Um, yeah, we'll see. And again, anything can happen in District. This is just a known long time rivalry too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tomball last year got the win over tomball memorial but you just never know
1: yeah you really don't and that's actually what not that loss to klein collins pushed collins into the rankings for the first time this season and dropped tomball memorial Memorial out of it but that's what makes it interesting because realistically speaking tomball could be in for a long night if tomball memorial has that we want revenge not necessarily one from last year two from From their performance last last week week. right so uh very very interested to see how this one gets out i think we'll have a lot of answers in the first Mm -hmm. quarter but incredibly enticing district matchup that will definitely shape the playoff picture down there in district 15 6a moving on down we're staying in the greater houston area but let's talk some small school ball shall we um Anahuac the Panthers, more cats taking on their <laughs> district rival out of District Ten, 3A Division One in the East Chamber Buccaneers. That one, 7:30 p.m. kick from Buccaneer Stadium in Winnie, Texas. Um, our friends at Anahuac Sports are going to be broadcasting that game for us. Trent Hart and his entire crew. So we're incredibly thankful and happy to have them down there to help cover this one, uh, the Swamp Bowl as they're calling it. Um. Greg Neese is trying to make Anahuac another contender down there in region three. They had a really, really good year last year, a couple of back-to-back nine and three seasons, which from a program that was down in the dumps for quite a while, they knew that this was going to be the year. Sophomore quarterback Brady barrier has been proving that he's the truth. We saw his flash last year as a freshman and was like, okay, was that a freshman frenzy or was he going to be able to keep that up? And he's looked really, really good. Um, The thing about this one is it's, in my mind, going to come down to Anahuac's defense Mm -hmm. because – they are pretty susceptible to letting the points kind of get away from them. They can outscore a lot of people. But the issue with that one is East Chambers can also outscore a bunch of people. Hayden Reeves, their senior running back, has just been rushing past people left and right all season long. Um, and honestly, East Chambers defense makes me kind of nervous, too. So I think this is going to be a really high scoring affair with uh, the winner being decided by whose defense is able to make just a couple of cr- Crucial stops when they need it the most. Mm-hmm. So excited for that small school ball. Let's now matriculate up I-35. We're heading all the way up to the greater Waco. Ooh, no, we're not. I had that wrong. Let's stay down <laughs> in the greater Houston area for the undisputed game of the week. I don't think that there's any argument from anybody, if you follow Texas high school football from a statewide perspective, that this is the game that everyone should have their eyes on this mm-hmm. week. There's a lot of good games, but it does not get better than this. The number two-ranked uh, Columbus Cardinals taking on their district foe out of 12-3 Division one in the 4th rank. My Beloved Hitchcock Bulldogs. Your um, Beloved Hitchcock Bulldogs. My Darling Team. They've been My Darling Team since last year, but... Coach Shovel did send me a really awesome Columbus hat over the off season, So this one's pulling on my heartstrings in That's a right. lot I of forgot different about ways. That. I love me some Shovels and I love Hitchcock. Uh-huh. So I'm very, very conflicted when it comes to this. And I also love three division one. There's no denying that. So this game is like, my Super Bowl. It is. Um, had, so, Bulldog Stadium down there in Hitchcock, Texas. Gavin Moritz will be on the call joining us at halftime. I know he's very excited. That's a 7 o'clock kick. You can watch that game in full on TexanLive.com, but we'll definitely be checking into it on Texas football tonight. But, I mean, this is it's, it's just a rock fight. You know, mm-hmm. I think that – this is going to be the first big test for Columbus's defense that they've really had to face because they're gonna be going up against Lloyd Jones and the just plethora of talent they have on their offensive skill players. um Columbus is really big up top like up front. I think that the line play is gonna determine a lot of this it game, will, Yes, but we're gonna find out how good both of these defenses are. Mm-hmm. in this game, but yeah. this is, I mean offensive firepower, good defenses, really good Great trench quarterback play. Too. Yeah, it's just yeah, between uh between Adam Schoble, mm-hmm. who's just been lighting it up for yep. Columbus um and then Lloyd Jones. It's it's just going to be everything that we hope for. I, yep. I don't see any way that this is a blowout either no, way. No, I don't think so. Uh, it might be a
2: shootout, but it might not it might not be a blowout. The blowout, exactly
1: <laughs> 110%.
2: So, Game of the Week on Dave
1: Campbell's Texas Football tonight. Up next, now moving up. <laughs> Let's head on up, all the way up to the Greater Waco area as the fifth ring, China Spring Cougars, out of four A 4A Division One in District Five, take on their district rival in the Waco La Vega Pirates. This rocks. <laughs> it just rocks. I I love this matchup for so many different reasons. Um, I. I'm skeptical of China Springs defense still a little bit, Mm -hmm. especially going up against Waco La Vega. But I feel like it's funny because it's opposite sides. The best matchup to watch here is the China Spring offense versus the Waco La Vega defense. The La Vega defense has been outstanding so far this year with Kobe Black and all the things that they bring to the table. And then the China Spring offense has been – they have not stopped cash McCollum um, their core of wide receivers. They've got a good run game this year. I think that it's, it's fun. And the best thing about this is that entire district to me is an absolute coin flip Mm -hmm. because between China spring, Waco La Vega and Stephenville, I think that at any day, those are a coin flip because at times China spring has looked like the China spring. We've seen the past two years that they've won the state championship at time. They look like they've lost some players. Waco La Vega does really, really well one week. It's not as good the next week. Stephenville has been the exact same thing. Stephenville Alvarado's
2: 5-2 and two as well. Yeah, and it's that's just a, a yeah, gauntlet that, of a district. Absolutely,
1: and that's the thing about Alvarado is I think that they are very much like the fourth best team in this district, mm-hmm. but Alvarado has a knack for picking up one – statewide shocker every single year they did it last year to Stephenville at Stephenville they have every right but that's where I feel a lot more confident than I did prior to last week about China Spring because China Spring played Alvarado last year and they did what they needed to do that had China Spring losing that game written all over it in my mind just because like I said Alvarado has that Mm -hmm. knack it was at home it just felt no, it was, it was on the road. It was on the road, and I, it just felt like a dicey thing that they were going to be looking ahead going, we have Waco, La Vega, and Stephenville back-to-back weeks. Let's not worry about Alvarado. And they went out there, and they took care of business, and I feel much better about China Spring heading into this week than I did at this point last week. Yeah. But that being said, Waco, La Vega – Always a team that could give them uh, fits. will They'll be going on the road to La Vega. That's not easy either in Don Hyde's house, so we'll see. But we're very excited to have Drake Toll and Cameron Stewart join us at a half to hear kind of how that's breaking down. Moving on once again, how about up to the DFW as we head to Allen versus number 13 McKinney. And this one is fun for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. The last time that the McKinney Lions beat Allen was in 1999. I put it on Twitter. Mallory was about nine months old at that point. Yeah, not even a
2: year. (laughs) Not even a year. I I literally put
1: Mallory was a one-year-old and I thought about it and I was like, well, no, her birthday's in December. So she would have been probably about nine months mm-hmm, old, mm-hmm. but that game ended six to nothing. But that was the That's last time crazy. that McKinney, and then there's always the added bonus to of H- McKinney head coach, Marcus Shavers was an Allen alum. Um, he's been there for five years now and has never once beat Allen under his tenure. Obviously he hasn't been there since 1999, but yeah. um, this one is just fun. I think we thought last year that McKinney had the possibility to win this game. It didn't end up happening. It was it was a really close loss mm-hmm. for McKinney. But this is one that going into the game, McKinney's favored by the computer to yep. win this game. And I don't think that there's any reason that they shouldn't be favored. Mm-mm. Between the offensive weapons that they have, um, I think that... They are going to expose Allen's defensive backs. I think that's where this game is won is a couple of long explosive plays by McKinney is gonna be too much barring for the Allen secondary to handle.
2: I just think McKinney's got way too many playmakers on the offensive side of the ball to fall behind to this Allen defense it's just not gonna happen I think this year
1: no I completely agree so that one should be fun we're excited for that Ryan Fox and Colin Brown on the call and will be joining us at yes Mathery and her little DFW crew (laughs) Gavin doesn't get a woo but the DFW crew does yes Here's and Another one of my crews up next. Yes, another one. Finally, rounding out this unbelievable list of spotlight games. I am so stinking excited for this, and it's so funny because usually I would be more excited for this game than anything. And then Hitchcock, Hitchcock Columbus, Columbus came game. up. <laughs> um, but how about this? Another three A Division one matchup. I have completely taken over, and we're just we're a three A Division one show at this point. Y'all can't stop me. You've mm-hmm. let me. You've let me too far loose. Um, but a. Fantastic di- district matchup out of 5-3-A-D-1 as the ninth rank Pottsboro Cardinals take on the 5th rank Winsboro Raiders. Um, this one will be 7 o'clock p.m. from Red Rider Stadium. James Tritley and Alex Weister on the call. Yay! Are <laughs> oh, they going to yay? I thought they were going to get a woo. woo. Um, but this one's fun. It's a battle of unbeatens. That's something to oh, be yeah. said to uh, a battle of unbeatens in the 4 uh, 3 with a... What did I? I think I just short circuited. (laughs) Um, Anyway, this one is fun because Major McBride has been. Unbelievable mm-hmm. for Pottsboro. He's averaging like two hundred and thirty-eight yards rushing per game, and that's what their entire offense is based out of. I feel like when you take a look back a handful of years ago at Pottsboro, we always expected them to be really high flying. You know, they're gonna hit you with a deep ball. It has completely shifted the tides and they are all about the, the ground and run. pound run game. Um And the reason that that makes this matchup so fun is because this is a Winsboro defense that through six games has only given up an average of eight points a game. This Winsboro defense has looked the part Mm -hmm. and they have been the key catalyst that has Gotten them to this point to get them up to number five in the rankings, um, but the other side of it is they've got a really good quarterback. Kyler Finney has been ex- outstanding. The coach's kid um, is is letting her rip on the offense. So I think that this is another one that it should be a a high scoring affair. One a really tough rushing attack from Pottsboro and a better in-the-air game for Winsboro, but whose defense is going to stop it? And as of right now, it's been Winsboro. Winsboro. But If, if they can crank out a, Pottsboro, the key for Pottsboro on this game is going to be running the clock down. Like you do not want to give Winsboro the chance to score quickly and your defense have to be back out on the field. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's going to be the biggest thing is Pottsboro is going to want to take this ball, give it to major McBride and just let him crank out those yards long, long extended drives. And Winsboro's defense is going to want to force some turnovers to get the ball back into their offensive hand, but very, very excited for that one. So I all love, of, Oh, go ahead.
2: I love that we have, have two uh two games of three division one matchups um both are in the same district and both teams are ranked so potsboro and winsboro and then we have three columbus and hitchcock and east chambers and anawak they're they're three division one too yeah but they're not ranked oh gotcha gotcha, gotcha. yeah i was gonna say like they're in the same like both teams are in the same district and ranked got it got it got it which i think is I just think that's cool within the same district having two teams like state ranked. Yeah. And that's four teams out of the top Especially, 10. Especially, And that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> like, like, I think that's crazy. Yeah,
1: That's 40% of the ranked teams. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So. That is cool. Um, So there you go. Uh, We weren't kidding. An unbelievable slate of games on texanlive.com this entire weekend. So you can obviously watch those games in full, but we highly encourage you. If you're going to do that, go ahead and double screen it and put Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight on, because then you'll be able to keep up with all the rest of those games. It's a red zone NFL red zone style show. Mm -hmm. Um, We bounce around. We'll be talking to people. We've got different feature stories. It is a lot of fun, not to mention Greg powers on the desk is the analyst this week. So we are incredibly excited to talk. Talk to him because there is always a very good amount of recruiting knowledge to be dropped there. So there you go. Uh watch Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight, tomorrow night at 7 30 p.m. for free on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Up next, we're gonna be visited by Corey Mose, our boy from down there in ATX. But before then, let's hear from our sponsors at VCR Now. <laughs> born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. go VCR now. Again, that's info at VCRNow.com or by calling 855 go VCR now. Always great to hear from our good friends at VCR now. Speaking of always great to hear from our good friends, as I realized that I did not put my headphones on and I would not be able to hear from our good you friend. Wouldn't. but don't worry. They are now on. And now I can welcome in our guy down from K View in Austin, Texas, sports anchor and reporter, a very good friend, Corey. Corey Mose, how are you, man?
0: What's popping? Yo, <laughs> great to hear your voice too, Ashley. How you doing?
1: I'm well, man. We're so pumped to have you on. Um and that's what I want to so Corey and I go way back. First off, because we were actually way back interns <laughs> together. Yeah, now that makes it sound old. Shoot, man, uh, but we were interns together at Fox Sports Southwest uh, in the spring of 2019. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh we interned, uh, and mm-hmm. our buddy Josh Conrad too, who now works with the Big 12. So imagine, yeah, imagine that the three of wow. us causing ruckus. I don't know how they allowed us all to be in at Chaos. the same time. <laughs> but there's a little bit about Corey. But Corey, anytime that we bring someone onto the show, we love to give you a little bit of a chance to tell us a little bit about your backstory. Where you came from and how you uh, how you made it down there to Cave View?
0: Yeah, thanks. So I uh, went to UT Arlington, Mav up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, didn't have a football team though, so I nope. wish I went to a couple mean green tailgates back Perfect. in my day. Should have done that, uh, but yeah. So I went to UTA, graduated, got a job out in West Texas, Midland, Odessa, uh, home of the Friday Night Lights, Permian Panthers, of course, Midland Lee, Midland High, Odessa High, who actually beat Permian mm-hmm. last week. First time in a decade that that's High has beat Permian. So shout out Dusty Ortiz, the head coach out there. But uh I was out there for two and a half years. Um, eventually, KVU found me on social media, on Twitter. And uh, lo and behold, they're like, you want to come to Austin? I say, heck yeah, I do. Not rushing out of West Texas, but, you know, yeah, a little more green out here. You know, nothing <laughs> crazy. A little more water out here. So, uh, yeah, accepting the job out in KVU about a year ago. July 5th was my first day last year. And uh, now I've been here a year and some change and just loving it, man.
1: Just loving everything about Austin. Love that. Speaking of Austin. So when we start talking about regions across the state of Texas, obviously some of them are vast from a geographic perspective. Some of them are vast from just the number of teams that they have. Austin in particular, in the way that we section it out with six, A teams, there's 20 different teams in Austin. And what's crazy mm-hmm. is five of them are ranked in the top 25. I mean, that's a that's, lot of teams per capita we're yeah. only having 20 teams and five of them are ranked teams. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just really good pedigree football and we'll get to some of the more I would consider them newcomers in a minute, but let's talk about the two it girls. All right. Austin, Westlake, <laughs> Austin, Lake <laughs> Travis, both of those teams have historically forever been the two that are always going to be in the rankings. Not a shocker to see them this year, Both of those teams obviously doing their thing. You don't talk about them much until you start getting into playoffs. But what have you seen from those two teams this year that you've liked so far?
0: Well, it's just something that we've seen in years past. It all starts on defense, right? These defenses are always going to be shutting teams down out here. Uh, They're they're always going to defend well. And know they're going to trust that their offense can put some points on the board. Now, this year has been a little bit different, though. I will say that when it comes to the talent. Uh, I would say, uh, for particularly that game, Westlake and Lake Travis, when they faced each other, Jack Kaiser was the, the guy, the man, that kind of took over for Westlake. And, you know, we're talking about a 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, running back, you know, taking over for Westlake, you know. And that's something that you haven't really seen in years past. You usually have the big star receivers, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was Garrett Wilson back in the day for Lake mm-hmm. Travis or even last year with Jaden Greathouse, who's balling up in Notre Dame right now, Keaton Quebec, who's at Kansas right now. They played for Westlake a year ago. And so you always had the guys on the outside that would do some things. But this year has been kind of different, more kind of run heavy. Uh, Lake Travis this year has a kid named Nico Hamilton, our running back, who's stellar. He's trying to stay healthy, but that's been up and down this year. But as you as I say, though, like the running game has been kind of more important for these two teams more than years past. And the defense is always staying strong. So those, those are kind of like the pinnacles, I feel like, and, and the foundation for these two teams. But man, when we talk talked about these newcomers. I, oh man, Vandegrift. Vandegrift mm-hmm. is is that team I feel like this year.
2: Yeah, and kind of speaking to that, we're always when we're always talking about the Austin region, you always have to talk about of course the It Girls, but like you said, there's been a couple of other teams that have kind of stepped up in the past, Dripping Springs. And last year mm-hmm. Austin Grant Vandegrift making it to the 6A Division 2 state championship. How cool is it to see these other contenders kind of step up and, you know, compete with with the Austin Westlake and the the Lake Travises of Austin.
0: Oh, it's dope, right? Because then it's like, you're putting more schools on the map and now, not only just for high school, right? But I kind of look post high school. And so when it comes to recruits, and when it comes to uh, colleges looking at the Austin region as a whole, it's not just, hey, we're just going to go visit Westlake and Lake Travis. Like, no, we have to stop that Vannegar. We have to stop the Dripping Springs. Heck, Bishop, you have to stop at Weiss. I and mean, mm-hmm. those they got some ballers out there. And so when it comes to just the culture of Austin football, it's growing its notoriety. And it's really cool to see that, man, you have the traditional guys still staying, still playing well. You know, it's not like they're falling off. It's just that more schools are now stepping up to the plate and putting on for the city.
1: Have there been any teams that maybe have exceeded your expectation at all heading into this year? We know we've, we've mentioned it so many times we've we know about the Westlake. We know about the league, Travis, but has there been anybody and the answer, heck the the answer really might be Weiss. Cause I think they shot yeah. everybody. Now, that, that's yeah. the person
0: that comes to mind though. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, they got a new head coach out there. It's uh, coach Hughes his first year. And uh, actually we covered a game earlier this year with Weiss. And uh, we, I asked, uh, Adrian Wilson after the game, uh, kid that's going out to Oregon next year. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is the difference, bro? Like, what is the difference from last year to this year? And he literally says, "Coach, you, like wow. the, the the intensity that he brings, uh, the fire that he brings on defense, and you see it in the way they play. They're flying around, specifically on defense. They are flying around and they're hitting guys hard, <laughs> and it's really cool. Like, it's really cool to see it. And I'm like, man, y'all just y'all just have so much." kind of like personality now you know yeah. and they have an identity on the mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball you know what you're going to do on offense with Adrian and them you know you, you already know they're going to put up points Jax Brown the quarterback he's been slinging a rock around uh, he has real control of that offense but on defense man they are shutting people down and I, they have tested all the coaches
1: man it looks like that old uh Cedar Park like black rain defense that's yeah. what watching wise yeah. that's the only thing that I can keep thinking about hmm
2: And Adrian Wilson is a guy that we're going to be talking about a little bit later on. But what are some of those other guys that you have seen maybe in person this year that have just blown off the doors of the entire region?
0: Well, you talk about people that came out of nowhere. I have, I kid you not, I have been praising this kid's name since the first time I met him. Damani Stewart from Westwood, running back. If you don't know who Damani Stewart is, oh, my goodness. We need to start <laughs> talking about him. And the reason why you may not know about him, because he just started playing football two years ago. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. Now, before I before I go into his story, let me just read the stats off this year. So, he has 1,200 yards on the year already. He's averaging 200 yards a game. He's averaging 200 yards a game wow. with 16 touchdowns. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, this kid's. He's ridiculous. So he's from Jamaica. He came over and um, basically during COVID, he was taking a PE class, right? Uh And he was doing the, he was the only person in the class that was actually doing the workout. You know, during COVID, you're doing a a remote PE class. So (laughs) no one's really like doing Doing those workouts, except Damani. And so the PE teacher was like, hey, you ever thought about like playing football? (laughs) And He's (laughs) like, no, but I guess I'll try. He goes out there last year, you know, gets his feet wet. But then this year he put on some more weight and he is just terrorizing the district. And it's really crazy to see how a kid who just started playing football two years ago. um, I mean, and he's been clocked at 21 miles an hour earlier this year, which is legit speed, but I'm more impressed with his power and his balance. Uh, He's a very stout back. Uh, He has everything. I mean, he has patience when he looks through the holes and when he gets through the hole, he has that breakaway speed. Mm -hmm. And you know, his recruitment hasn't been great because he just started playing football and he's just now getting social media. So he's trying to learn that whole thing, you know, when it comes to recruitment. And so that's why I'm, like, being one of his biggest supporters because, like, this dude can ball. And, you say- and for him to be averaging 200 yards a game in this district, that's a big deal.
2: And you said, what year is he?
0: Uh, he's a senior. senior? So, okay. like, he's he's having to figure it out on the fly and, wow, and try to get impressive. these recruitments so late because he just started playing football. But, man, he he's a kid that when you look at him in person – I mean, he, he, he passes the eye test of, yeah, he's going to play at the next level because the way he's built and now you pair that with his speed and just knowing that he doesn't have a lot of hits on his body as a running back, cause he just started playing. That's also a pro in my mind. No, if you're yeah. trying to recruit this kid. No doubt. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just been all on Damani Stewart from Westwood and I think he deserves it because he's, he's a great classroom guy. He's a great leader, but also man, he, he is a beast on the field.
1: OK, well, that's it. We got it. We got to text our director of recruiting, Greg Powers. He's like, Damani Stewart, <laughs> yeah. look into it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. Well, before we let you go, Corey, this is probably the hardest hitting question um, from, you know, we put Uh-oh. on the, the hard hitting journalistic hat here. And this is actually <laughs> fairly difficult considering Austin um, is the place that we're talking about here. But when mm-hmm. we inevitably end up down in Austin, where do you recommend that we go eat?
0: Wow. Okay. I, like that's... Well, I'm actually it's funny you say that. I'm actually sitting in the parking lot of Kirby Lane and I know you know where Kirby yeah. Lane is. Yes. So I don't want to recommend that. Don't want to recommend <laughs> that. because I know you that's a staple. Mm-hmm. But uh man, I'm going to have to go with uh Dirty Martins. Um Dirty Martins is another awesome staple, but man, it's been here for nearly 50 60 years, I believe. Uh I usually go there once or twice a, a week. I mean, they just have a great menu, a uh, vast menu, I should say. And also uh, Earl Campbell, he goes there every week. So that should tell you like how, how great it is. That uh, him and his son him and his son go every every single week. I think every single Tuesday they pull up and that's their weekly dinner, father-son dinner. Um, and it's a real chill spot. You see a bunch of pictures of, of Texas football players who, who, who've been there in a restaurant and Arch Manning already has his picture up on the wall. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah, you just got here. You know, how do you already have your picture up? You haven't played a snap yet for U T, but you know uh, he doesn't even uh, go here Manning, I guess. So yeah, it's just one of those historical places that once you walk in, you're like, Man, you love seeing these type of places in the communities because it has so much history.
1: That rules. We'll have to we'll have to go down there and check it out. Well, he is Corey Mose. He's Lance Pickle's favorite reporter across the state of uh-huh. Texas. Uh, hey, shout
0: out, shout out, Papa Pickle, bro. Oh
1: man. He uh, he texts me frequently, and he's like, "Oh my boy, Corey said this on the news, my boy." So yeah, you have my you, you have one incredibly loyal follower, and his name is Lance Pickle. So Corey,
2: man, appreciate
1: it. you coming on. Best of luck for the rest of the season, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll see you at AT&T Stadium in December.
0: Yeah, Lord willing, man, I think one of these teams will be able to make it for sure.
1: Thanks, Absolutely, there he goes. kbu sports anchor and reporter Corey Mose. I'm not joking. That is like all due respect to every other reporter we've had on. That is my oh, dad's yeah. favorite reporter across the entire state.
2: He's just so well, and his outfits. I mean, oh he's fly, are always all the time just fire. You know, like yeah. he never shows up to a place and he's not dressed to the occasion. Yes, like it's, a hundred, it's hundred
1: and ten percent. But yeah, no, Corey and I did. We uh we met in the spring of 2019 because he was. We're the same. Corey and I are the exact same age. Um, and he was at UT, he was fixing to graduate from UTA when I was graduating yeah. from North Texas. So it's, uh, it's funny to look back and go, man, here we are again. It's crazy. It's crazy to see the success that he's had. And, and right. we're really, really proud of him. So if you're down there, we hope that you listen to Corey's stuff. And man, t- I should have asked him too. And I meant to ask him this. Him and Jeff Jones and uh, Tyler Feldman, I believe is how you say it. That is one heck of a sports department that they have down there at KVU. Like, I don't know how Jeff was able to assemble that, um, but they, that might go for like the most fun looking Yeah. Sports department across the state of Texas. I agree. The three of them are man, they're fun to watch on air. Uh, so ATX is, is lucky down there, but we appreciate Corey hopping on with us. All right, you heard all of Corey's takes on that. Very interested to hear about Demani Stewart. I'm literally going to tell Powers about that. Yeah, I want to look him
2: up now too. I'm
1: curious. That's cool. Yeah. That uh, what just a cool story in general, but then too for him to be excelling at that rate right now is is huge oh, yeah. for for Westwood. But let's take a look at the state ranked teams in the greater Austin area. We will start off in 6A and I mentioned it earlier, this is just actually shocking. For 5 teams. 20 teams in 6A in Austin and 5, five of, them. of them. And that's a fourth. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Right. I, I I don't care who you are. That is impressive for 6A ball to have five ranked teams out of the 20.
2: Well, and there's only 25 – teams that are ranked exactly in so that's a fifth right there yep, exactly in the Austin region
1: yeah so the the 512 definitely standing out of course the same as always Austin Westlake coming in at number four but here's where it gets interesting Vandergriff ranked at fifth we always talk about like Travis and Westlake but there you go the Vipers mm-hmm. what coach Drew Sanders has been able to do in a relatively young program we talked about a lot that a lot yeah. going into the state championship last year that they were 14 years as a program now they're in their 15th year Drew Sanders obviously the only head coach that the Vipers have ever had but he started that program from scratch and knew it wasn't going to be an instant impact mm-hmm. but he stuck with it and 14 years later there they were in the state championship and yeah it didn't go the way that they were hoping to that was a DeSoto squad that was just I mean next level talent talent everywhere um, yeah. but man let me tell you if if Vandy goes v, uh, D2 looking at some playoff projections and stuff Their their walk to AT&T Stadium, I'm I'm never going to say that six weeks worth of playoffs is easy or it's light or anything like that, but they would definitely be heavily favored in a good chunk of those games, at least early on. Um, So, Vandegrift has a legitimate shot I, honest honestly out of any of these teams if I had to look at one and say that's who I think will end up at the state championship I would say Vandergriff uh, yeah. over Westlake I would say I you would know too. obviously one of the them ending up D1 and D2 is unlikely but um if Vandergriff does end up going D2 that they're they look like they have a dead shot yeah I it's think theirs so to lose at least
2: well and they've already been tested this year too Austin Vandergriff they actually beat Dripping Springs mm-hmm. week one uh didn't just beat them, handled them pretty well. It was like a 27 to seven win over Mm a ranked team. So they've already been, they've already been tested early and they just look the part already this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they made it back to AT&T stadium. Right.
1: Yeah. And then obviously like Travis and Westlake have already played. Mm -hmm. Westlake ended up winning at that one. Um, be interested to see if we get another rematch of Lake Travis Cibolo steel in the playoffs. Like we have, obviously they've played three times within the past year. Year. (laughs) Um, so we could get round four later on in the playoffs. That's looking to, to kind of come into fruition. Um, you mentioned, I'll skip Flickerville Weiss for a second, because you mentioned dripping Springs earlier. This is a really big credit to dripping Springs because we rode them off almost completely when they lost,
2: Nova by Sad. that oh what well, they, what one. are they gonna one. say when they lost Austin Novosad last year honestly which when they lost was their
1: guy yep. I mean he was the guy last year and I was gonna say after week one because right. you take a look at it and you go okay they lost a generational quarterback for their program and we'll see in week one if they found someone week one they got there and they just get clobbered and it wasn't like I mean the 27 to 7 it it could have been a lot worse than that in mm-hmm. week one. Um, but they they look like they finally found a little bit of a quarterback and that they're starting to get that offense going again. So it'll be a steady build back up to what they were with Austin Novosad. But Dripping Springs, not one to uh, to shy away from competition. And you mentioned it earlier, how having ranked teams in the same district. How about three there for you? Yeah. Westlake, Lake Travis, and Dripping Springs, all in the same district. So Drip has uh, Westlake this week and yep. Lake Travis next week. So they get the very unfortunate. <laughs> Two for, but if, if they could even if they can claim one of those, yeah, there if, if they can beat Lake Travis, they'll be second in that district behind Westlake, mm-hmm. or I mean, if they could go and beat both of them, I don't know, they haven't played yet, right, but a right. assume my, my guess would probably lose to Westlake. But if they can go out and get one against Lake Travis, you're looking at a second seat over Lake Travis in that district, and that's huge, yeah, I think so too. Um, and then finally, we've talked about him a ton, but Pflugerville Weiss, what an unbelievable job vernon hughes has done i loved hearing Corey talk about their defense because he's exactly spot on that's been the catalyst of this team they do they remind me of the old like back in the day when cedar park was really good in that like 2013 through 15 era and they were uh the the black rain defense was like the main reason behind mm-hmm. that Flugerville weiss is is looking to be that talented on defense and he's right they do hit the crap out of you so um if you would like to see that in display a reminder that game against brian happening tonight Mm -hmm. 7 o'clock p.m on dave campbell's texan live so go watch that now the bulk of the ranked teams are in 6a but we do have a couple of smaller school programs and these are really fun to talk about so wimberly the fifth ranked team in 4a division two man they have looked the part so far and that was another thing um we talked about when Wimberley lost Cash McCollum two years ago it was oh man you know they end up in the mm-hmm. state championship like but now they've lost their kid that was supposed to be like the three-year starter the future of the program and all that stuff right. but of course Doug Warren knows a thing or two about quarterbacks Cody Stover has really shaped into yeah. being a special player for them their defense has looked strong um, a couple of really really good wins on the year I thought that obviously their win against Brock is always one that's a highly anticipated matchup. Um, and then the win against Lampasas, the 41-20 to 20 win against Lampasas. That was a statement win. Yeah. That was really good because I don't think that we talk about Lampasas right now as a very heavy, competitive statewide contender. But when you start talking about people that are, like, very much in their weight class and to see how much they could dominate Over them that one against land passes Is when I was like okay Wimberley's for real Again so um, They are favored according to the computer By 75 over um, Maynard New Tech the fighting Ishmael (laughs) (laughs) Johnson So might be a rough One for the Titans coming up But they could always prove us wrong So we shall see but Cody Stover Doug Warren and the Wimberley Texans are off To a fantastic start and then Here's this So (laughs) Breaking down the state into regions is not necessarily an easy feat. We break them down into 21 different regions. Mm-hmm. And there happen to be a couple of teams like Columbus that it's just so hard to figure out where to put them. Because when I saw that we put Columbus in the Austin region, I literally said out loud in I the heard office, you say I to was Tepper, like, like, Tepper, do what? We, what? And then I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, I've passed through Columbus. Where was I going? I was leaving Houston and I was going to Austin. I was driving up 10 and I was like, okay, it's definitely in the vicinity. But I was like, but it was still a long way to get to Austin. But so we kind of start looking it up and it's like, okay, well, where would you put them? Because when you go, let's see, when you go to the east, the next town you would run into is Sealy. Sealy's over there in the Houston area. Then you go south, and the first kind of big town that you run into is El Campo. They're coastal bend. Yeah. Then you go out to the west, and you get Hallettsville or Schulenburg. They're in the San Antonio region. You go north, and you've got LaGrange. They're in the Austin region. Right. So it's like they are literally equidistant from four different regions. Like, And they're just kind of on their own little island, and it makes the most sense to pair them in with Austin Uh, because you got to draw the line somewhere so Columbus three division one is ranked number two obviously massive game against Hitchcock if you're just now joining us that game will be broadcasted live on Dave Campbell's Texan live texan you can watch it spotlighted on Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight but it's always funny to look at that and be like well yeah they're kind of they're kind of just in the middle of like where, all of these things right. that are already on the very far outer edges of their region. Right. Right. It's so like, where else do you put them? So like, yeah, I'm willing to hear arguments, but for our purposes, Columbus is in the Austin area. Yes, <laughs> correct. So incredibly excited for that one. So there you go. State ranking teams across the five, one, two. Now we head over to our, Cruton Corner Specialist. No, she's that's, try, that's, she's that's trying that's to wally-pip
2: Greg Powers no, out of the Cruton Corner.
1: I really uh, am not. <laughs> don't, I don't. I
2: don't. <laughs> I can't. I. That's a. That's a really tough title to live up to. You know. Just in <laughs> general, I j- from a human being perspective, I will never be able uh, to, it's live hard to, to live the up to of Greg, Greg Powers, and <laughs> I don't want to put that on myself. I don't want you to put that that's, on me. That's too Because I'm pressure. just going to disappoint you. Exactly. Yeah. We'll that's just guaranteed disappointment. Correct. We'll just uh, we'll knock that back a little bit. Okay, that's <laughs> She likes to talk about recruits. She, like, cor- there we she go. is Mallory Hartley. Is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start in the largest classification here. Austin Vandergrift, offensive tackle, Blake Frazier, 6'5", 260 pounds. That's a that's a big boy, bro. Hifty. <laughs> that's a hefty boy. Last season as a junior, he didn't allow a single sack through all 16 games. Of course, helping the Vipers to a state championship appearance in 6A Division II. And guess what? He's taking his talents to go play the next level at the University of Michigan. (laughs) Which wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we could really use him on our offensive line right now. I'm not going to lie. You
1: could lose uh, a lot for Michigan could, State right now. We could right right now. anywhere
2: on, He would
1: probably be better. He can it. come play quarterback if he wants to at correct. Michigan State right correct. now.
2: Already, I mean, basically. Already. Rutgers
1: is favored over Michigan State. Yeah,
2: correct. We could, no anyways go watch ROF (laughs) Rof. but anyways he's gonna fit perfectly there at Michigan already adding to probably the most talented offensive line in the entire country his dad actually played at Michigan from 95 to 99 and was a part of the national championship that the Wolverines captured in 1997 so not really a surprise that he chose Michigan but man they're getting a they're getting a really really good one there Moving on down, we've already talked about him a little bit. Corey mentioned him because he is just a certified stud. It's Pflugerville Weiss, wide receiver, Adrian Wilson, class of 2025. He's an ideal. F- he's got an ideal frame for a wide receiver. He's standing at 6'2", 173 pounds, and obviously I think he's probably quarterback Jax Brown's favorite target. He caught six passes for 112 yards and four touchdowns last week in their win over Copper's Grove, which is – that's just a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> that's yeah, a yes. lot of that's a lot of targets. The math, doobie method. the math, doobie math, and that's a lot of targets. And he he can uh, he's just very very fun to watch. He's racked up over almost 700 yards this season and 12 total touchdowns, and that's through seven games. <laughs> so that's super super impressive. He's just an athletic playmaker who's able to stretch the field and dominate in the deep passing game, and he's just a great route runner too. And he's originally committed to TCU back in jo- June, I believe. But then in July, he flipped his commitment to go play at Oregon. So, kind of an interesting flip there. Yeah. But um, the Oregon could use him. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bo Nix isn't going to be there next year. But like, go Ducks. They gotta. Y- I'm sure they got a good, good quarterback in the in the coming years. Why are you holding the (laughs) records? I don't know. I thought you wanted to say something. No, it was I just no, I didn't. Okay, (laughs) let's keep it rolling then. I guess with (laughs) Round Rock Corner back, Leonard Moore, one of the top-rated corners in the class of 2024, he uh, only three catches on 282 pass coverage snaps as a junior last season. Absolutely a lockdown corner with insane athletic ability, and we actually got to see him play a little bit in action this summer at the uh, Texas State seven-on-seven seven mm-hmm. tournament this year. Um, and if you remember, Round Rock was the Division One championship of that, um, so he was a he was a crucial in that win there. And he will potentially go join Austin native Jaden Greathouse. Um, he is currently committed to go play for the fighting Irish of Notre Dame next year. But again, he's We uh, got to stop
1: sending good players to Notre Dame. I've had enough of it. It's time for that to be done.
2: I know, but like he would be really really good oh at Oh my Notre god. Dame. He would Absolutely. He'd be really, really good at Notre Dame. I just
1: know too many annoying Notre Dame fans that reside in and around our workplace like Ishmael Johnson for example yes or our host Nick Laupius for example yes
2: I mean shout out to Jaden Greathouse though he's done a phenomenal job as a true freshman this year too at he's really made a name for himself there and
1: yeah he I don't think it's exactly compared but I think that he's having a Jackson Smith in the Jigba year oh yeah like how Jackson Smith came out at Ohio State and instantly started making an impact and and, and yeah he's an instant he was even more instant than what S. S. Yeah, was. yeah yeah
2: because i don't think json even started as a he didn't true start as a freshman, freshman but he got
1: i think because of injury he got put in to one of the games like a handful of the way down oh it might have been the bowl game his freshman year that he got put in ah, and then he right. popped off if you're i right. remember correctly yes, yes
2: you're right moving on down to wimberley quarterback cody stover you've kind of mentioned him already but he's only a junior That's accomplished quite a bit with a state championship appearance, of course, under his belt. And he was only a sophomore when that happened. He's uh, putting up over 3,500 yards and 51 total touchdowns last season. And then through six games this season, he's thrown for over 1,300 yards with a completion uh, percentage of 73 um, and 21 touchdowns and only two interceptions pretty dang good yeah he's been me. the
1: truth uh, Wimberley it never has an issue developing quarterbacks but he's been a very pleasant surprise yes. for the Texans
2: he's also ran for almost 500 yards and 10 touchdowns this season l- using a little bit more of his leg strength and he's a certified stud on the field who can just read defenses and make decisions on the fly it just makes him such an adaptable kind of quarterback um, he doesn't have any offers yet I don't think but again he's only a junior he's still young I wouldn't be surprised to see some more of those rolling in as the year goes on. And let's round it all out with Columbus quarterback Adam Schoble son of head coach
1: Shobel. oh my god the whole Columbus town is shobles there's nothing there's but Schobel's yeah. yeah
2: there's another one too on the team I think his brother plays on the team as well yes <laughs> so oh, like
1: literally yeah. there's nothing but shobles
2: I love that that's,
1: that's awesome. how I knew when I was driving through Columbus that I got to Columbus because there was a massive sign that said come eat at shobles which is their restaurant <laughs> <That's> <laughs> every time good. every time we ask coach Schobel like do you get to eat for free there <laughs> like, what does he say uh he, I think he said what did he I say?" I hope so he was like, oh yeah they take care of me I was going to um, say, I really hope so. Yeah, I told him if he sent me a hat, I would find a time to go down there and uh, eat at shobles. So that's still on my to-do list if you ever want to. Yeah. Can we make a trip down to Columbus so that we can go eat at shobles? Yeah, that works for me. Let's go now. With all the Showbill's. Right there are all there.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. After the show. Uh, well, after oh. the show, of course. we got to finish oh, the I was show. Oh, I was just going to peace out. Oh, all right. Well, we can do <laughs> that, too. <laughs> we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, another junior quarterback um, who's been a baller this year. Having thrown for over twelve hundred yards and nineteen touchdowns this season, and with uh, only throwing one interception, he's got great size, standing at six foot four. Yeah, he's a big six shovel. foot four. He's a he's a <laughs> he's a big shovel. I wonder if he's taller than his dad. Uh ooh. Coach Shovel's a pretty big dude. Yeah, I was gonna say they
1: I if, I, they've just got I size in that family. Yeah,
2: I would have get. Gu- my guess is he's six four or six three. Yeah. Because you know what? You know what's funny? His uh, his dad played at TCU. Mm-hmm. His uncle also played at TCU. Mm-hmm. You know where he's committed to? TCU. Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! A <laughs> little bit of a riff there. Um, but, man, Baylor's getting a good one. He's a strong passer with incredible accuracy, throwing it nearly 70% this season. And, again, yeah, he's currently committed to play for the Baylor Bears in Waco, the rival of his dad and his uncle. So, I would be curious to ask him how, Ooh, how okay. they feel about that. When, when Coach Shovel played for the Eagles,
1: <laughs> he was listed at 6'5". Six 6'5", five. Six five, 263 pounds. Wow, that's, uh, crazy. that's crazy. That's m- if he has shrunk an inch in his – I'll get him to yell at me – in his old age, Yeah. Um, they would be the same height. That's insane. But he was listed Damn. in 2006 –
2: uh, at that's, six a, five. that's a big family. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder how big when is. When you eat at Schobel's, you eat at shobles <laughs> it's, it's all the shobles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to grow, eat at Schobel's the there. Correct. <laughs> so there yeah, you, you go. Yeah, you need to go
1: so you'll be, like, taller than five foot negative or whatever you are.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're wearing a – for those of you that don't know, uh, <laughs> I am, like, 5'3", maybe. Uh, on a good day. On a good day. Um are wearing a little bit of a heel today i'm, I'm flat foot <laughs> so she is just towering over yeah, me right true, now true it's story nice. here uh as we round out the austin regional breakdown so very excited a yes. uh, g- lot of talent in the austin region surprise surprise there are, there always <laughs> is but yeah we picked a good five players to talk about now quick story
1: uh i think everybody knows but if you don't mallory and i live together uh <laughs> we have a house so this morning Which is the best thing in the entire world oh it's It should not be allowed. No. (laughs) We broke the system. Um, But, yeah. So, I'm about, like, 5'8". I'm real... I'm right... I'm, like, 5'7 and three quarters. Yeah. If you want to get really technical. Uh I think my license says 5'7". I typically round up to 5'8", because with shoes, I'm 5'8". Yeah. Um, I'm wearing little booties that have a heel on them and so I'm right about six foot tall right now when I stand up like with the additional inches there or uh, yeah no probably right at six foot because they're about four inches um yeah so I was in my closet getting ready I have a large closet I get ready in there but I was in my closet getting ready (laughs) and I hear her start walking and she was like hey quick question on this and I just turn and I look and she is in flats like completely flat-footed I'm like six foot tall and I was like yes child (laughs) like (laughs) how can I help you yes mom (laughs) (laughs) like it was just funny because usually like I always know that I'm a good bit taller than you yeah but I don't ever feel like I'm just absolutely towering over you right I felt like you looked like a little kid walking up to me
2: this morning and was <laughs> <laughs> like, hello. I almost asked you, I was like, maybe I should put on my heels too, just so I don't feel like small.
1: <laughs> small. Small. I'm a small girl. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, we look funny today standing next to each other, <laughs> which are just two very polar opposite humans. We really are.
2: Um, <laughs> but the same in a lot of ways. But we had
1: big hearts. Um, Well, I think that's gonna do it for us. That's about all I got. That's all she wrote. Until the fat lady sings, isn't that the quote?
2: Yeah. Cool. Well, watch Texas football tonight. Please watch Dave Campbell's Texas
1: football tonight because we have just a. Yes,
2: tomorrow night. What is? Don't watch it tonight because it's not on tonight. Watch it tomorrow. You can go back and (laughs) rewatch. Yeah. Texas football tonight. Tomorrow night
1: the name that's just like every time i go to set up for texas football today it feels wrong yeah like right. i go to t- i've you know how many times i've typed out the tweet like texas i football always see today you like quote and live like, and i always put texas football tonight <laughs> and i'm like i did it again, yeah, I did it again. <laughs> we gotta get better at naming things all right well that'll do it for us we'll be back next thursday on this show wtf a very appropriately well-named show <laughs> Because they left it up to the women. Yes. Um, yes. Tomorrow we'll be on Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas Football Tonight. I hope you'll come join us. I have nothing else to say. Enjoy Bye-bye. your football weekend! <laughs> <laughs> Go Cougar. Go Cougar.